If you hate your job, replace your income with wholesaling and or fix and flipping. So uh, this is the option that I was talking about one of our students is, is going through right now. They are more on the fix and flipping side. Um, prove the model for you know, a year, maybe uh, do, do some deals, maybe get two, three, four deals that you know, you can replace that income and then some uh, and then go for it. I don't see why not on that. Have a have a little have some reserves, obviously, from that last big flip you did while you still had a full time job. Um, save some money for taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, man, I, I really I really like that option. If you can get really good at that while you have a full time job and then transition right into it. You're listening to the Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. Lucas, did you know that we quit our jobs about five years ago and went all in on real estate? I did know that. That was a little scary. Yours is like, yeah, real close to five years. Almost like mine's like five years in like a week. Yeah, crazy. So that is exciting. So if a lot you, has happened. A lot has happened, which we have covered and are going to cover. So what you are listening to right now is part four, phase four of our six-part journey. Lucas and I recently presented at our local meetup about our journey from just wishing and dreaming and hoping and I was going to say something inappropriate, but anyways, manifesting again, manifesting. That's much better. Um, you know, before we knew anything about real estate, we just read rich dad, poor dad to where we are now, 45 million in real estate. So we walked the audience about 250, 300 people through our journey, the six phases, and everybody can learn something from each phase. And you are probably in one of these phases. And if you have not, there are three episodes prior to this that will walk you through the first three phases. One, our school, what we learned Two was a dollar in our dream, our first deal and what we learned. The next one was, you know, investing with full-time jobs. And this one is taking the leap into real estate full-time. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through kind of the... Notice this isn't phase one. This is not phase one. This is phase four. That's very, very astute of you, Walls. Well, I mean, like, people want to get right to this phase. Oh, I get right? what you did there. I thought you'd be a smart-ass, but you had a point behind it. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get to this phase as fast as possible, too. I'm, you know, so... But... You know, it's part of a process. Yes, it's part of you gotta you gotta educate yourself. You gotta you gotta have a plan, uh, and then you gotta do a little side hustle for a while and yep. make sure and prove the model to make sure uh, you can't take that leap. Prove the model for you mentally, probably financially, a lot of different things for the people around you that are gonna be with you. Prove it to them. So I feel like we did ours pretty quickly. We basically we started in 2014. We really got to investing in 2015. We joke a little bit about that. What we bought our we closed on our first refinance two thousand fifteen. No, it wasn't. It was yeah, well, fourteen. We started our we started our LLC in April of fourteen, and then we bought our first property in that summer, and it was a six month project. So it was February or January of fifteen when I was meeting the contractor or meeting the inspector out there freezing my butt off trying to get the yeah I remember that. So there you go. Okay, the refinance. That's where I say is because that's anyway. So we bought two houses, but both the refinances, the last, the second to last are. Yes. Of the burrs. Yes. Well, that was in. That's why you 15, say that. Yes. That's okay. why I say that. Because we <laughs> can start our LC in we 13. We bought Villadonna in 2014, though, too, right? 
Yeah. Uh, probably because we were paying that outside. That was in February or March. It was cold. We were paying the oh, outside. That. that was in we February. We had like one night, like 50 degree day. We're like, let's paint this whole we house. We paint the entire outside of the house. That was, and, that and was it, sweet. And I crushed it. So it looks still like that. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. So, it's anyways, for rent. Yeah, it is for rent right now. Oh, well, yeah. Third tenant in seven years, eight yep. years. Anyway, so the point was yeah. um, 2015 to 2018 ish. So, in about three years, three and a half years, however you want to look at it, we did the side hustle thing, proved everything, learned everything we thought we could. And then 2018, about three ish years later, maybe a little more, we took the leap full time into real estate. Lucas, a couple months before me, we'll get into that. So, what we're going to do in this uh, episode is we're going to walk through where we were uh, in our journey, why we decided to make the leap full-time, what we did to bridge the gap income-wise and what's kind of happened initially after that. Then we're going to talk about the biggest lessons learned and the biggest wins from this time because this is a very was a very pivotal time for us as it would be for anybody quitting their steady W-2, probably well-paying job to making a chance and taking a chance on themselves. And then, um, yeah, we're going to round it out with a fun game and then we'll talk about the next two episodes, which the next two phases are um, scaling, which mm-hmm. that's when we put the the pedal to the metal. We yes. talked about that. We bought like twenty five million dollars in real estate in like a year and a half, and then uh, to the phase we're at now, which is phase six, which is a growing a team. So, anyways, what do you think, Lucas? Uh, you ready to tell these 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 folks um, kind of what this episode is brought to you by? Yeah, Prime Corporate Services. You are so good at that. That's, I know you bring that to the table. You bring I know. The, so whether you're fixer flipping or building a rental portfolio. These guys will help you set up an LLC, and I think they'll do it for free. First one for free, and then uh, figure out how to tax you on that. Um, w- what type of tax structure to set up for that portfolio? Because it's different uh, depending on what type of assets and what type of investing or or what type of company you're running. So uh, really lean on them to to help you figure out what you need, and because uh, we're not tax experts. We're not accounting experts. We're real estate experts. So we lean on the professionals for other stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll even talk to you about like, um, structure of like trusts and, you know, can they set up wills for you? They can set up business credit for you. A ton of our students, which we need to do, we don't even do this. They've set up business credit credit through them and they really, really like it. So we we met with them about that. Yeah. Nothing ever hurts their personal credit. So anyways, they're awesome. It's free 45 minute consult. Use them in the show notes. All right. So Lucas, one thing that I've been really vocal about, I feel like in my content about people wanting to go full-time is being prepared to do that. I always use use this example. He's gotten a little crazier recently, but I still like him. Grant Cardone. He's like one of those, you know, I feel like a little more aggressive, go all in, bet on yourself, kind of just 10 X everything guy. I was, and I think you are a little bit more like, I don't think you should jump in the pool, whether you know there's water in there or not, like be a little more conservative, have multiple, we had, you know, a few streams of income coming in. We had rental portfolio with equity built up. We had, I think when I quit, we had like three, uh, rehabs in the pipeline. We had some wholesales in the pipeline. So you had known income coming in, you had systems set up in place, a decent base. So it was like the right time. We didn't just, we didn't rush it. It took us three years to get to that point. I don't know. For sure. And I, I think, I think we would have realized it a little sooner on our end and, and developed a better plan. If we, if we realized wholesaling and flipping was probably the faster way for us to quit, quit our jobs. Um, and so if that's your true goal, um, and really lean in, on wholesaling and flipping, I think it could be done pretty quick, honestly. Um, but it also depends on your specific situation. You know, what are your monthly expenses? What are you making now? What do you have to have to replace? Like, um, everybody's different. Like, can I, I'm gonna tell a quick example. I won't use any names, but we got a gentleman uh, in our program mm-hmm. that uh, 
is getting ready to go full time and he's been investing in real estate for like a, a year maybe mm-hmm. and uh he's got a w-2 job makes like 50 grand a year on his first freaking flip that he bought through our flipping company he made eighty thousand yep. dollars one flip and it took him four months mm-hmm. uh i'm like bro what are you why are you still going to this job yep. if you, so uh in the next one uh i actually think he broke they broke even on that so learning lessons there so averaging 40 and then this is his third one they just got under contract they're gonna make you know 50 or so uh and he's supposed to go all in so i think every situation is just a little unique um you know if you got to replace a larger income it's probably going to take a, a longer time um or if you got a lot very high expenses like a giant family like it's going to be really hard to replace that probably uh with 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 real estate in the first one two three years yeah i think that i think the biggest thing uh to take out of this phase and leading up to this was we just did it the wrong way our goal was to replace lucas's income with um rental cash flow and that's just an extremely inefficient way to do it and it's not even a smart way to do it if you're if your monthly expenses at your in your personal house are 10 grand it's going to take you a long time to make 10 grand cash flow from rental properties yeah and even if you're making that like you don't there's no fluff then for things to go wrong and it's your life that you're putting your family's you know life and you know daily you know bills that you're putting on the line so you need more fluff than that so a great way to do that which is what it just makes so much sense looking back i don't know why we did not think about it because we were rehabbing houses and honestly it worked in our favor you think so i think so because to me, our number one goal is generational wealth, mm-hmm. right? And if we would have got stuck up on flipping and wholesaling houses, we wouldn't have, you know, a lot of the wealth that we have right now. Um, so we kind of lucked into that because we thought that was the way when really, really it's not. And if if you, and we'll get into some of these details here in a little bit, but if that is your income, flipping houses, wholesaling houses, that's great, but it's hard to get out of that um that mode of going after that next check and being able to slow down and pick some off for rentals to focus on the long game when that's all we focused on now. And looking back, I'm glad we did it that way, but because quitting my job was the the secondary goal in my eyes. Correct. But I agree with that, but the plan to replace it with just, Cash flow was not an accurate plan, I guess. Is no, that at. is not that, a good. That, that is not, not a good way. That to do is it. that was not a realistic way to look at it. Yeah. But looking back, had we had the same mindset and just flipped three three more a year, then we could have done it. But yeah. um, especially when the market was where it was back then, so it just wasn't the best plan. So Lucas and I, the goal was to get Lucas out of his job, then me out of my job, and that's what we did. You quit your job in October, November of seventeen. Yep. I quit my job in April end of April, beginning of May of eighteen. So yep. a few months behind you. So. Why don't you talk a little bit, Lucas, about um, that. The, 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 how we did that, yeah. the partnering of that, and then we can get into Luke's got a, a big, long rant, um, not rant, but a big, long topic here about if you love your job options, if you hate your job options. So I think a lot you fall in one of those two categories, most likely you either love it or you hate it or you are okay with it. But either way, we're going to walk you through some of our suggestions to get you to full-time real estate if that's your goal. Yeah, you're right. To me, we'll get into that. You're right, because it's either you love it or you don't. Like mm-hmm. if you kind of like it to me, that's that's, that's like hating it. Like you're either hundred percent in yeah, or not. It's in, about yeah. that committed thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go through life with eh, it's okay. Exactly. Like, that's that's not the life I want. Anyway, so yeah, we'll talk about just just kind of how our transition into full time real estate happened. Um, you know, our last year before I I jumped in uh, full time, so we probably added, you know, twenty rentals. We probably did. 15 20 flips so we were doing a lot uh on a on a 
in phase three, which is um, investing with a full-time job. Uh, so we started really, really ramping up things there, and we were getting close to, to making some some things happen, right? Uh, during this process, we've, we've from our house one to, to this phase, we built a really good relationship with uh, um, our mentor and future business partner, Brian. So um, before, uh, so he had Faster House. Uh, we were flipping, you know, rehabbing 40 houses a, a year with full-time jobs. They were doing like 100 houses, uh, and we were kind of talked about just um, um, get, getting that together and seeing how high we could grow it. Uh, so I went on with Brian as a, as a project manager first, and then we um, decided to to partner and really blow this thing up, and then we brought Sam over and uh, kind of blew it out of the water. Went from doing 100 to, you know, we did 240 Two last year, so almost almost three exited and uh, two hundred forty two transactions, three hundred purchase transactions. Houses. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. That's good the houses. Yeah, two hundred forty two purchase transactions. So yeah, we probably three exited in in what was that? What would that four be? Four years. years. Five, yep. mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, that was that was really cool for us, and it kind of goes into to ways to get into real estate full time if you're not ready to make that one hundred percent leap and and focused on rehab and wholesale yourself so yeah. yeah anything else to add to that yeah or, i'll add to that what, before what you go into like? your before you go into yours yep so yeah i think that was so for me that was that was kind of the deciding factor because i remember um you know i lucas i don't know if you were very fearful leaving your job you didn't love it so you were ready i didn't i wasn't i was one of those like i guess out but not all out of my i didn't like dislike my job i yeah. just didn't like it it was a good job paid well um you know paid the bills and i thought I was correct. I guess right away, I didn't think that I was going to make less money, but for a couple of years I did, which is fine. But I was, I, I got to the point at the, at our, um, or at our meetup, somebody asked us about being scared to quit a full-time job. And I said, you know, I was scared at first, but then the fear moved to like, what would happen if I didn't do it? So that, mm-hmm. that's what kind of, what happened if I didn't regret, take a possibility of regret? Yeah. Maybe. What happened if I didn't take the chance to, you know, own a company with you and Brian for a little while, um, before we kind of took it over and bought Brian out, like what, it, what would, what would I, um, you Have know, missed, yeah. Yeah, what I lot. yeah. So that's that was the more that was where the fear moved to me. So, anyways, yeah, that was that was that was what I did. So having the opportunity to to own a company that had been around for a while that had some systems and processes in place to help have a little more stable income, predictable income was kind of the final straw that allowed me to quit. So yeah, get nice. into your if you love your job, then here's some things to do. Yeah. So if you love your job and uh, have the income and flexibility you desire. A uh, couple options that I would focus on. If I loved my W-2 job, my 95, and had the income and flexibility that I desired um, and my job fulfilled me, I would focus on building wealth through rental properties, period. Uh, that is the end game. Um, and if you have the active income high enough that you can solely focus on that, it's super, super powerful. Um, whether it's long-term single-family rentals, short-term rentals, multifamily, commercial, it doesn't really matter in my eyes, but uh, I would jump right into that focus on building a wealth through rental properties. Um, you can wholesale or fix and flip, um, but honestly, if you got the active income, that it's really just for fun at this point or um, to increase your active income even more to either supercharge your investment portfolio to, to dump more money into other investments to be able to like retire sooner maybe or um, increase your lifestyle, go on that trip you always wanted to do or something like that. So, 
Yeah, and I'll add to that. I Go think ahead. it's another thing. It's just uh, that's being a smart investor because if, if you're satisfied in your job, you have the flexibility, you, you love it, and you don't really want to quit it at least anytime soon, and you're stacking rentals, and you're doing it the right way, you're going to come across properties that don't make sense as rentals. Yeah. You're going to come across a higher-end property that won't work as a rental because it won't cash flow because it's you know a $650,000 house, and market rent for the house is three grand. That's not going to cash flow. So what you do then is you flip that because you already know how to rehab, and then you make an extra 30, 40 grand, or you just wholesale to somebody else. So you're just maximizing your deal flow as much as just by being a good business person as trying to increase your lifestyle, trying to go on that trip. So if you're, if you're kind of adding at least more than if you're adding at least probably three or four rentals a year, if not more, you're going to come across deals that don't make sense as rentals and you're just maximizing it. Yeah. That's a additional, that's, we call that a pro tip, even pro though it's tip. not really a tip. All right. That's what she said. All right. So you love your job, do that. If you hate your job, you know, completely opposite to me. So option number, not no particular order here. Um, but one option is to uh, find a W-2 job within the real estate industry. This is a good one. Uh, this is what our um, mentor, Brian, did. He became an appraiser. He went from an engineer to appraiser because he loved real estate wanted to learn it. Um, I went from an engineer uh, project manager <laughs> to a project manager flipping houses um, for a short period of time because I wanted to get in it, and I loved it. Um, you become a, a property manager. You can become an um, acquisition manager. For That's kind of what I did before yeah. we kind of officially took had ownership. I was a, a buyer. Yep. Um, just really good ways to learn a lot of different aspects of the business and uh, have that stable income, but um, you're just surrounded by it more. Your portfolio is going to grow more than it would. Like I just look at people working in our office and, and how powerful that is. It's like a, a master class in real estate investing every single day, mm -hmm. and I'm sure we're not the only office like that, right? So, um, yeah, find a job within your industry that, that you love and, and go uh, transition that way. And that could be like a little bridge between that and full-time. But uh, another option, if you hate your job, replace your income with wholesaling and or fix and flipping. So uh, this is the option that I was talking about. One of our students is, is going through right now. They are more on the fix and flipping side. Um, prove the model for you know, a year, maybe uh, do, do some deals, maybe get two, three, four deals that you know, you can replace that income and then some uh, and then go for it. I don't see why not on that. Have a have a little have some reserves, obviously, from that last big flip you did while you still had a full time job. Um, save some money for taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, man, I, I really I really like that option. If you can get really good at that while you have a full time job and then transition right into it and uh, i think well as if you have a full-time job that you did well at like you did or i did yeah you can always go back to that yeah maybe it's a, maybe to make more money maybe to make less money but yeah. you should be able to i would think get within a you know a handful of percentage of your income maybe make more in a year if it doesn't work out it's not like you have to go you're making 80 grand a year and you're doing well at your job and you have to go to make 25 grand a year if it doesn't work no, out in real right. estate you can probably make as much or more yep that's a great point that that there's so many jobs out there. They're not going anywhere, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, if you got to go back to a full-time job for a little bit, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. And then you could, you know, when you're ready, you'll know you'll be ready next time whenever that time comes around. Um, so I think that's super cool. Obviously you can do it wholesaling as well. Um, lower spreads on that, but a lot easier on the construction side of things. It's more the, the sales and marketing, uh, skill set that you'll need for that. Um, yeah, but then once the income is placed, replaced, just remember that long game is to build that rental portfolio. So um, you're living on fix and flips. You're living on wholesales. Don't forget when that income is replaced, you got enough to live on for the next few months. 
pick that next one off as a rental if it fits the the model and cash flow formula and all that because that is the end game and like i said it can it can be hard to get out of that chasing that next check uh mindset to be able to slow down I know this $200 a month net cash flow isn't sexy right now, but look at what it's going to do for the long term for you and your family. It's so. one of those things that gets sexier with time, like uh, wine, uh, Justin our wives, our wives. Yeah, Justin I, Timberlake. I, well, he does. Steven it. Tyler. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, J-Lo, I don't know Steven Tyler. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer, yeah, a lot of yeah. those. But, I mean, JT's aged well, and he's not even that old, but he looks good. I'm going on the JT tear right now. Yeah, good for you. You better slow down. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yes. What else? You got one more? Is that nope, good? that's it. for. Uh, if you love your job, if you hate your job, just a couple options to be able to transition out. Uh, I love this topic. It's so much fun. We did it. You can do it um, if you want to, or uh, you can build that portfolio and stay in your job that you love. For sure. All right, let's talk about some of our challenges and wins. So a bit a challenge that we hadn't really talked about yet is banking institutions and some hesitations that, that they may have. You go from a good W-2 job that's like you're the safest loan for them. You have outside W-2 income. You're maybe fixing and flipping your whole thing a little bit, and you're buying rental property. So you're safest loan. Yeah. Now that I think about it, that's so crazy. What? That, like income-wise, you're, you're the safest loan. Sorry, I'm going to go on a rampage here you want to do it real quick or are you good no why don't you finish your thought and then okay. i will okay keep it in i'm sorry you're good so um i was just uh you know so to in their eyes w2 income is like the gold standard so if you have a w2 income that's steady with a you know good company coming in you have that backing up as well as the rental so your rental uh your rent coming in will more than cover the mortgage plus you have a w2 income to cover the mortgage if the rent doesn't pay and plus you have other income with so with wholesales or flips so they loved that but when we quit full time we were relying on ourselves only to bring in our income on a not stable as company as we were working for so we had some banks balk a little bit about um you know giving us loans we had some banks kind of decrease their guidance limits yeah. saying hey we're going to slow the roll and you know you can only do three loans with this issue rather than the 10 or 15 we had playing yep. the way to other banks banks that were like, we're all in on me, guys. You love you. Keep going nonstop. Uh, keep buying property. So it was just a little bit of some hesitations from banks that I, looking back, makes a ton of sense knowing how they work. I, I think just because I think it's silly or not, but I I, I see why they did it. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. I, I see why they did it. That was a challenging year, no doubt. And I think that was a, that was like the first year, like we had, like, we didn't, our books weren't the cleanest for a while. So still aren't perfect. Don't get me wrong, but um, we didn't get the, like the tax returns were done in time, and it was just and the market shifted in eighteen more yeah. solidly than we had seen since we started in two thousand. So it was the biggest shift in three years, but four years. It is, it is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, we have this outside income when we first started, but we're so, we we don't know what we're doing real estate wise. And then when we go full time, we're dialed in a hundred percent. We're way better operators, but I guess from a financial standpoint, but risk wise. I would land rather lend to myself now. Yeah. Uh, could just because we're well now you do a little right, little right, right. Do but uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry. No, I like it. That's good. That wasn't too much of a rant. And then I'll let you get to the 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 couple wins. But the other challenge was yeah, like I said, it wasn't we. I didn't like cut my income in half, but I I made a, a decent amount, probably maybe. 
20, 15, 20% less for a couple of years. So it was not like we were, you know, having to live off of, you know, like, you know, bread and, and bologna, but it was a little bit of a step back financially for me. I had money saved up and it was still, you know, a very, very good living. So that was just an initial, you know, short-term setback for the long-term gain, which is kind of how this whole thing was for me. And it, it's ended up working out so far. So I want to talk about some wins, Walls. Yeah, two big wins for us in this phase, phase four, taking the leap. Uh, number one is we we did take the leap. Uh, we uh, and, and we made decisions pretty quickly about it, honestly. Uh, as soon as we saw the light, we did it. Uh, we did not wait an extra five years, 10 years in a job that we kind of liked or didn't like at all. We did it, and we jumped all in, and we busted our ass to, to make it freaking happen. Yeah, it was a tough maybe year or so um, just trying to figure out the processes and stuff, but it was so worth it looking back on it. So we made the leap. We're pretty silly. We're not the sharpest tool in the shed, so y'all can too. Oh, yeah, Get for out there sure. and do it. If these idiots can do it, you can do for it. For sure. And another big win was um, – you know, we're kind of transitioning at this point into our into phase five, into that that scaling this phase. Is the first step of that, yeah. And and we were able to scale and start scaling because we're 100 percent all in and surrounded by this on a daily basis. We just came across deals that we wouldn't have ever found if we're stuck in our nine to five job. So uh, met some awesome people, met some awesome wholesalers. Uh, from this point, we've been buying um, pretty much from wholesalers and on the, M on the MLS. Uh, obviously when we, we joined with Brian, we started marketing directly to, to sellers as well to find, try to find deals at a little deeper discounts, but met an awesome wholesaler. Uh, and, uh, sorry, let me step back a little bit. Building our rental portfolio has been pretty much one at a time mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, that's where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, I was, I don't, I don't know where, whatever. Give me a break, Sam. Would you? Oh, sorry. Don't yell at you me. suck. <laughs> um, but yeah, one at a time. But we came across an awesome wholesaler who also owns some rentals. And it was just, um, he wanted to do a 1031 exchange. These rentals he's owned since the 90s mm -hmm. and uh, wanted to do a 1031 exchange and kind of elevate his level of properties into really nice luxury stuff closer to his area. So um, he had 27 houses um, occupied in areas that we like a lot and most packages of single family houses that we've seen just were pretty crappy and didn't work out for us but this particular one was a home run we knew it uh, we were able to take it down uh, we built in 700 grand of equity we did the burrs on 27 houses and at this point i think we had like 30 single families give or take mm -hmm. so it pretty much doubled our portfolio yeah, with this one transaction so it was just a a huge jumping off point for for really the rest of our career and into that kind of scaling phase two things to add to that one i just remember thinking luke's like we bought 30 rentals in like three or whatever years doors because one of them was a small apartment complex nine unit but we bought 30 rentals in about three years maybe a little more working 10 hours a week, 15 hours a week. Yep. What happens if we work 60 hours a week each? So that's that, what happened. And that's what happened. Yeah. And then the other part was. It's just, just math. It's just math. It, simple it, math. Simple math. You, that Celsius kicked in. Let's go. Because you took it to the dome. Uh, and then the um, other point to add was we just got done saying we were not as financeable. But we did say the, what the one main bank, we had a couple of the mon, one main bank that was all in with us. They're the ones that did the long-term loan on that 27 pack. So a yep. couple of banks took the step back, but they said, yeah, we'll do this loan with you. And then we've been developing a relationship with the hard money lender that did the initial purchase on that burrs for that, Love that so, phase bro i think that that's was, my favorite phase i don't think it is taking the leap to full-time rei i don't know scaling was crazy Scaling's and then fun. you like building a team so i think you like them all well 
listen to the next ones, obviously. The next two episodes are going to be awesome as and well also if you do like this. this one. I'm not it's sure what share that button. is. Oh, yeah. Share this with a friend if you like it. We're not it. done, though. Um, that's all right. We can drop in a share drop in the middle, in the share right? Now. Share right. this with a friend. Hit that share button. Hopefully this motivated you in a way to get out there and make some moves and maybe make a leap. And uh, someone that's kind of stuck in the rat race and kind of grumpy all the time and hates their job, like share it Lucas, with them and yeah. uh, maybe get them out of a, out of the funk that they're in. Like you were. All right, let's do uh net worth game, but let's do it on sports franchise. I think we've done this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, um, have we done this before? I, I know, man, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, it's so we don't know is the thing. We don't know until they sell what those things are worth. Mm, but you look Forbes at, gives a valuation, but it's not always accurate. Right. Obviously. But what do you think they would have evaluated the commanders at uh before it had a, a sales price attached to it? Yeah, not, not that high, no. right? What did it end up like under contract for? I don't even know if that worked out, but wasn't it like six billion? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. I bet they had had a three billion dollar evaluation or something like so that. So you're saying you don't want to do it, you still want to no, do I it. No, I definitely want to do it. All I, right. I think we should pick franchises that Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. What? Why don't you pick one and I'll pick one? I'm gonna pick a random one. Okay. Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. What do you think it is? One point eight billion. Minnesota Timberwolves. That's probably really good. I'm gonna go two billion. Minnesota's oh. a, a nice city. Yeah, the Twin Cities. Minnesota St. Paul Timber, or uh, Minneapolis St. Paul is super nice. Minnesota actually. Timberwolves. It's freaking really cold value. most of the year, but it's it's a it's a nice clean. 1.5 billion. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. That, we're uh, oh, so 2021. So, oh, so right at 1.5 billion probably. was reached by franchise owner majority Glenn Taylor with Lori and Rodriguez, equal partners of the transaction. So, they just sold recently. They, they say 1.67 last year. So, nice. you're probably 1.8 almost exactly. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right, do something a little more fun in that one. Let's do the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna honestly, go. if I I, what I, it, what I it get would, there's more valuable stuff out there, but if I could own one freaking franchise in this world, it'd probably be the Or the Cardinals, surprisingly. Okay, take that back. Outside of a hometown team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would be amazing. Lakers would be cool, man. Um, yeah. I I think it I honestly think it would sell for like eight billion, but I'm gonna Maybe say 10. I'm gonna say what the, they're gonna value it is as I'm gonna say they're gonna value it at five point eight. I'm gonna say I think it's I'm gonna say 6.5 is that too close? No, nope, that's not too okay. close. That's like 700 million. 6.44. What are you doing? You looked all these up. You're like right on the nose on both of them. I know like the top 10, but I didn't know the numbers of them. So, and obviously I, but Lakers I, is top 10. I'm very confident that the Lakers would sell for a lot more than that. Yeah. But, but remember when the Clippers a couple years ago Bomber bought them for like I think like 2.2 and I was like, "Wow, you overspent." But this probably doubled in value since yeah. he bought them. Yep. That's crazy. All right, awesome. Cool. Well, subscribe to, to this if you have not. Give us a review. We'd re, we have three, we're stuck on 360 reviews. We've been stuck on. <laughs> so you didn't quit? <laughs> We've been stuck on 360 reviews for a while. Give us a so review. Give us please. a review, please, and share with a friend. I'm down four. Down four. And, uh, if you weren't, if you, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the last episode, the end of it, Sam missed, and he said he's not playing this game anymore. But, so I made, uh, I didn't make it that hard on you. You got to Yeah, a I got a, I got a, uh, electrical wire running right through the it's, middle. I moved it. See, I tucked <laughs> it. I tucked it. Just go higher. If you make this, I'm done. Yes. Oh. All right, now I got to make it, though. That wasn't Focus. that good. It wasn't that bad. If you make this, I'm done. Oh, that All right, was, that was three. No, no doubt. three. All right, man. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. 
If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message, and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.